they uh, hats, when um, Google it, bitch. Was it 2019? I'll use bitch. Halloween Horror know. Nights. One of their scare zones was Rob Zombie Hellbilly Deluxe. So they had someone dressed up as the living dead girl, and they actually had a replica, replica Dracula that you could take nice. pictures in. Uh, nice. Was the final boss in Twisted Metal. Nice. I know. I used. To, that's who what I used to What is a Dracula? Dracula is actually the name of a race car that is used in um, the Munsters. Oh, like a drag race Dracula. Yeah. yeah. It's actually. Yeah. I thought it was Dracula, like a drag queen Dracula. No. Oh, shit. No. Wouldn't that be way more <laughs> rad? Yo. I'm. Do you know what? I'm. If I, I might have time. If I make enough money with cricket, I might fucking do a Dracula for Halloween. Oh, <laughs> that would be kind of rad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> per much. That's what it is. Literally, literally, that's what. Uh, yeah, Rocky is. Yeah. I he's thought a, he was like a drag queen Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein. Well, he's a transvestite. Okay, well, he's no, the no, no, he's Doctor Frankenstein. Right, Rocky would be Rocky. Yeah, but Rocky's not a vampire. No, no, no. no. no Frankfurter. Frankfurter is Frank literally Frankenfurter. Thank you. Frankenfurter is literally Frankenstein, the version of Frankenstein from Van Helsing, where he, where Dracula employed. Frank is, he's the cross. He's the mixture of the two stories, basically. Because usually... <sighs> I only remember him sucking one thing in the movie. So. Yes, but that's the point. That's where that part comes from. <laughs> uh, There's a whole song called Creature of the Night. Right. Are we recording already? Yes. Fuck Good. it. No, do the thing. Do the thing. We're here. No, this is what we were so excited about. Shit. Okay, when, right. Well, when, when you heard us on the midweek... Three weeks ago, and we were super excited to get to the episode. This is the episode that we were going to do, and I wrote the script for it, and I'm really excited. I think my my gender this week is um, excited kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome everybody to Campfire Tales. I'm Don. I'm an excited child. Uh, me too. And uh, today we're going to talk about the SCP Foundation. We sure as fuck are. Fuck yeah, baby. It's, I When I write scripts for Don for the show. Oh it, yeah, I forgot. I oh oh damn! I usually oh shit! I will not have that script done until uh, approximately eight hours before we record because I don't go to sleep until I finish it, and then then I sleep and I wake up and we record. I get it done last minute as possible. This is the longest script that I have ever written for the show, and it was done three days in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I was and he so did it excited. over the course of like two to four days. I don't know. No, not not even, not even. No? I did, I did this in two sittings. Two sittings. Yes. That's still that's that, more granted, than usually for a, me. A large portion of this will just be readings yeah, from okay the SCP that. Foundation. I'm okay but, with that. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, we yeah, want. Yeah. That's what we want. And so we're going to get started with a reading of "quote unquote" urban legends by Doctor Everett Mann. From uh, the-, the SCP Foundation is very very big on. Their their shit is allowed to be used for all this stuff. All they ask is that you provide citations, so you should be able to find links to all of the stuff that we're reading uh, in the description for the episode. So I actually have basically, a little bit to talk about about that exact thing. Check later. check out the SCP Foundation wiki. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're incredible. Great. They're amazing. So, so this, well written. So this one recounts one side of a conversation between a Foundation new hire and an experienced field operative, and I will be playing the role of the field operative. And we're going to get meta because we're going to be debunking urban legends. But here we go. (laughs) Probably not. 
No, it's weird. It's weird. It's so good. Yeah, it's weird. Boy, don't talk to me about no fucking urban legends. Jesus. In our line of work, you think you know better. What do I mean? I mean, they ain't just fucking stories, dipshit. Oh, fine. Some of them are. I mean, sure, no gangbanger's gonna shoot you just because you flashed your headlights, but a lot of them ain't. Why don't nobody hear about them? Why don't why don't they hear about no fucking skips? Why ain't we the only why we ain't the only ones dancing in this here party, you know? No, I ain't full of shit. Look, I'll tell you I know they're how I know they're real. Okay, so this uh, this is a while back. I was out hunting elves in Jersey. What? Oh, they were short, had pointy ears and squeaky voice. Look, that's good enough for me. Why were they really elves? Probably not. Sure as hell didn't bake no cookies, but do I give a shit where they're really called? No, I do not. Anyways, don't interrupt. <laughs> Dodd looks at Ruben. So I'm off duty, having finished up for the day. I go drinking at a dive in the bad side of town. Reminds me of home, right? So there's this broad. And she's cute, so I buy her a drink, right? Now, one thing leads to another, and I go back to her place. No, it ain't professional, but what the fuck do you care what I do in my fucking time off? Jesus! So we had some drinks, make some small talk, and I suddenly find myself crashing harder than Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. Okay, because of that line, I've changed my gender from excited child to delighted spirit entity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see where I'm going with this. Thing is, the bit where you wake up in a bathtub with ice, yeah, that's bullshit. They ain't taking your fucking kidneys. The fuck do they care if you live? You're just some random fuck who can point them out in a lineup. Best if you don't ever turn up. <sighs> yeah, I'm still alive. Thanks for noticing. You might also notice something that they didn't account for proper like. I'm a big fucking guy. 300 pounds, hair under seven foot. There's a whole fucking lot of me. And it takes a lot to take me down. And even more to keep me down. Now, I was up with this real bad pain in my side. I wake up with this real bad pain in my side. Open my eyes. And there's this fuck with a scalpel opening me up. Well, I put a stop to that really fucking quick. Believe me. I was a bit woozy. But I'm a trained foundation agent. They was a bunch of amateurs. It went down about how you expect. So don't talk to me about no fucking urban legends. Anyways, keep your eyes open. This fucker with a hook's got to show up sometime. And that is everything that the SCP Foundation is about. In a lot of a lot of this that we're going to be reading coming up here is going to be in the form of like files from the foundation itself but this is very much the atmosphere urban legends are real and they're real scary but it's literally the the whole conceit of the scp foundation is what if the men in black were real except instead of aliens it's Every urban legend. And just general... Just every fable, paranormal, paranormal activity, all of it. It's the black-eyed... It's the black-eyed peas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Men in black. The men in black for that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So in our world, urban legends are. Should I just continue the whole thing in that accent? No, 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 no you're good. <laughs> in our world, urban legends are largely relegated to campfire stories and podcasts. In the vast and community created world of the SCP Foundation, yeah, I, like, I like to get meta about title it. drop. <laughs> That's a ding on Cinema Sense. Most all of <laughs> most all of the urban legends we know and love today are very real, with the addition of many more horrors beyond our comprehension. But before we dig any deeper into the often terrifying and sometimes comedic files in the Foundation, let's talk about where it got its start. We may be jumping between real-world and in-universe explanations because Josh has a weird writing style. So, but so does the SCP Foundation. Yes, though. yes, it's all meta. Yeah, it's all meta. <laughs> it's like literally, it's so lovingly done by every person. It's great. So just try to keep up with the ravings of our ADHD raving co-hosts. Fuck me. I, I did give you a little bit of a tongue twister there. Yeah. I am sorry. In 2007, a 4chan user created a post titled item number SCP-173 on the X or paranormal board. I, I have to I have to nitpick this. It is SCP-173. Okay. In this post... It's gotta be jargon, dude. Yeah, it, it has to sound like it has to sound like it jargon. from an official file. Okay. Okay? The user detailed the procedures... We're gonna indoctrinate him over the course of this episode. <laughs> So, in this post, the user detailed the procedures necessary in order to secure, contain, and protect an anomalous statue known only as SCP-173. That's the, that's the, that's what that's what that's what SCP stands for. Yes. So, yes, secure, contain, and protect. Under normal circumstances, when being observed, the statue would be completely normal. As soon as an individual looked away from the statue for a period so short as a single blink, it would move and attack anyone nearby with lightning speed. Doctor Who fans will have immediately recognized this concept as a direct ripoff of Weeping Angels from the episode Blink, which aired several weeks before the post was made. Except this one sort of leaves blood and shit around its yeah. room. Yes. Mysteriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, it also, the the statues ooze uh, like dark brown colored yeah, and in substance fact, that's always just in the chamber and has to be cleaned out regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, SCP-173 was the one we discussed the other week in our midweek on Internet Urban Legends. Yes, and yes. it was what made me so hype about yeah. writing the script. Yeah. So for many years, people claimed that this first SCP was created earlier than the Doctor Who episodes. But in 2006, the original post was finally confirmed to have been made after that episode aired. Rip off or not, this story spawned one of the most prolific pieces of community-created media in modern history. And that is exactly what it is. It yeah. is community-created... Horror sh- stories. Short-form short sci-fi... Horror. Horror. Paranormal yeah. sci-fi. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally uh, the X-Files, but for real life? Yeah, there yeah. you go. They're, they're sci-fi short stories that are meant to be taking place in our real world. It's like it's it's set up to be as if you are like finding these files from an organization yeah, the, the that whole, is basically if the X Files was Men in Black. The whole wiki, and I cannot stress this enough. Please go deep, like it's deep fa- dive. Fall down, fall down, the down rabbit that hole, hole, dude. Yes, fall down this rabbit hole because the SCP wiki is so lovingly taken care of. There's and one whose number I can't remember, but it's an SCP that is literally just a pill bottle filled with pills. That if you take one of them, it'll cure anything within two hours. Yeah. But there's only 47 pills left as of the time of the video that I watched. Yeah. And it's it's like under lock and key because like peop, like the world might go to war over it. Yeah. 
There's there's also one that I mean we're we're gonna we're gonna read three really good ones later, but there's also one that is uh, an anomalous soda machine that you can tell it uh, any anything anything that you want and it will give it to you. Yeah, I love that. And one. Uh, one of them, somebody asked for the perfect drink. And he had it, and it sent him into such a state of euphoria that when he wasn't allowed to have the drink from the machine anymore, he killed himself. Yeah, because it was the perfect liquid. Hopefully, by the time you, hopefully by the time you hear this on the regular feed, uh, there will be one on there uh, who is just he just like pops in and out of other stories, <laughs> and he takes the place of the. Monster and or creature in that story. I, I do. I do want to get Pete an official SCP designation. Yeah, that's literally what he does. Is like he literally is like subsuming the qualities of other SCP. No, dude, I already know his classifications. Yeah, when I was doing research on for this, sure. I, I know we'll we'll work together on it. It'll, I think he's a, a Euclid. I I'm fairly certain he's a Euclid. No, he's Thaumiel. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. We'll talk about, about it. it. He's not gonna be. He's not a world ender though. No, no, he's not a Polyon. So the SCP Foundation wiki contains uh, continues to be maintained today, and contains stories and files totaling over seven thousand total entries. Yes, when when I was reading, uh, when I was going through the wiki and I was picking up information for this, they currently have um, you you have to submit these. For approval to the wiki, and That's then why you, I say you hopefully, get an official. Because me and Josh are going to get this done within like a week or two. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of they they don't they just basically they give you advice on the designations that you should be using. Yeah, no no two SCPs are going to be SCP-173. There's right. there is only one SCP-173, and it's because there is like a management team. They're called the O5 Council is what they're generally referred to. They're the highest echelon in the foundation. Yeah, in myth, and, they're literally, they're like the, the fucking council of elders. Yes. But in real life, they're literally like a mod They're forum team. mods. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and they, uh, you, you have to submit it. It has to be accepted by them. And for every 1,000th SCP, they do a competition, a contest, where everybody submits uh SCPs, which are potential to be the the next thousandth SCP. Oh, that's cool. Yes. And when I was on the website and I was looking, um, they currently have their contest going right now for SCP-7000. You, We gotta get that shit in there, dude. <laughs> we gotta. We're submitting two. It's gonna be Pete and Sassafresh Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> So the origins of the foundation itself... Jimbo so, Shrump, maybe. I don't so, know what he's about yet. He's a dash J. Now we're getting into the fictional. Uh, yes, okay. I believe so. So the origins of the foundation... Don't found say it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so no, it's all real. The you got to just <laughs> slip in and out. So the origins of the foundation itself are entirely unknown, but we do know quite a bit about their hierarchy and procedures. Personnel within the foundation fall into classifications from A through E, and correlate largely to the amount of danger the employee is allowed to be in. Class A and B personnel are considered essential to operations and not allowed to be in contact with or be in close proximity of SCPs under any circumstances. Class C is comprised mostly of security and field agents, and Class D is made up largely of former death row inmates who are considered entirely expendable and are often used directly in tests with SCPs, they're, so the way I uh, kind of understand it is class A is like the supervisor top of whatever part of the 
thing they're in. Yeah. Like they are not allowed to have contact with the SCPs, but they no. run the like research and development. Yeah, they're they're completely they run the research mm-hmm. on the SCPs through Class D personnel. Well, who it, are expendable. Well, hold on, because Class B person, I'm going to go A to uh-huh. D if I understand correctly. Class A is the supervisor. They're overrunning a project, yeah, or some amount of projects, and they have teams of class B personnel under them mm-hmm. which are allowed limited contact with safe SCPs such as the one that's basically an ochre jelly but a friendly one yeah that makes everybody really happy yeah yeah it just makes you feel happy uh-huh. um and the then there's class C which is the field agents that, mm-hmm. and security and security yeah. and shit they're combat personnel basically mm-hmm. And then you have class D, which are test subjects. Yeah, largely test subjects. Um, they they're usually depicted in or... uh, orange jumpsuits mm-hmm. with with like a D dash and their designation number. For a long time, um, it was said that in the foundation they would execute all remaining class D personnel at the end of every month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a fun thing, but like they've, the they've, foundation in fiction is it's real dark. Bad. It's oh, dark. Oh, it's dark. Yeah, they. I think they did away with the part where they execute the remaining Class D personnel. But I, the odds of a Class D, it's literally zero percent. You're not going to make it. Yeah, no. So Class E is a provisional designation. Of like- you're, cla- okay, to put it in perspective. Class D is literally cannon fodder. cannon fodder. Yeah. They literally put you in a room with a thing they don't understand to see what it does. Yes. You are a human test subject if you're Class D personnel, but you also don't really become Class D personnel unless you're, like, taken from death row. So Class E is a provisional designation applied to personnel who have been exposed to potentially harmful or state-altering effects of dangerous SCPs. This could include things such as being possessed or mind-controlled, but that's it is a broad category. So it can be it can really be anything. Like if you're infected with something that yeah. an SCP can do, that you may be transforming or something. Also, you're a as class we've, E. As we've described, SCPs are not always sentient. No. Or sapient. They no. are literally objects. Sometimes. Yeah, some some of them. So or lastly, sometimes they're even broader, more like weird, obscure things concepts. like pocket dimensions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Lastly, before we dig into the SCP's confidential files, we have to brush up on the way that the SCP themselves categ- are categorized. Yes, this is very important. There are many cases or classes and subclasses that SCPs can fall into. Like over a dozen. If And if you'd like to know more about them, about all of them, you can find that information on the SCP wiki. Please go. Where we pulled most of today's information. It's an incredibly fun rabbit hole to dive down. Now, for purposes, for our purposes, however, you'll need to know about safe class anomalies, Euclid, Keter. Uh, Keter, I think. is Keter or Keter. Okay. I've heard different yeah. narrators pronounce it different ways. I think Keter sounds I like better. Keter as well. Yeah. Uh, Thaumiel, Apollyon, and Archon. So quickly run down these six main identifi- classifications. Let's explain them using the wiki's helpful and concise box test. It, this is so cool. I love the box test. If you lock it in a box and leave it alone and, noth- and nothing bad will happen, then it's probably safe. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and you're not entirely sure what will happen, then it's probably Euclid. If you lock it in a box, leave it alone, and it easily escapes, then it's probably Keter. If it is the box, then it's pa- probably Thaumiel. 
If you can't fit it in a box and it's about to end the world, then it's probably a Polyon. And if you could have locked it in the box but chose not to, it's probably Archon. So that's why Pete is Thaumiel. Because Pete is not the box, though. No, he's not the box, but he can be used in... He is an SCP himself. Yeah. Right? Yes. But he can be used in assistance towards containing and... Because Pete, Pete's a good guy. Well, Pete, Pete is a neutral guy. Pete, like myself, is neutral. Yes. Um, Pete is, I would say, Euclid, because Euclid is the one where they don't know what's going to happen, really. Like, he's not necessarily hostile, but they can't easily contain him. No, absolutely not. For he is formless. Yes. Pete is interdimensional. (laughs) I just love it. Every time you guys stop talking, you look back at me like, go on. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you... Now that you know about all the broad stroke purposes of the Foundation, let's dive into some of the more interesting and noteworthy files present in the SCP Foundation's vast catalog. Oh, we're getting through this so much faster than I thought we would. We can probably do an extra one. We'll be starting off with one of the most well-known and quintessential SCP entries there is, and that's SCP-682, The Unkillable Reptile, by Dr. Gears, an epic fail spy. Uh, item number SCP-682. Did you put an epic fail in this? No, it's the guy's That's, name. No, it's the name of one of the authors of the original Fail is entry. spelled P-H-A-I-L. Ah, I yeah. It. Uh, item number SCP-682, object class Keter. Special containment procedures. SCP-682 must be destroyed as soon as possible. At this time, no means available to SCP teams are capable of destroying SCP-682. Only able to cause massive physical damage. SCP-682 should be contained within a 5-meter by 5-meter by 5-meter chamber with 25-centimeter reinforced acid-resistant steel plate lining in all inside surfaces. This containment chamber should be filled with hydrochloric acid until SCP-682 is submerged and incapacitated. Any attempts of SCP-682 to move, speak, or breach containment should be reacted to quickly and with full force as called for by the circumstances. Here's why SCP Pete is a Euclid class. Per the SCP wiki.wiki.com. Okay. Wiki.wiki.com. Wiki, excuse me. SCP-wiki.wiki.com. Wiki, wiki, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So the safe class is safe. That's fucking yeah, self-explanatory. Easy, easy. Euclid class SCPs are anomalies that require more resources to contain completely or where containment is not always reliable. Uh, any SCP that is autonomous, sentient, and or sapient is generally classified as Euclid due to the inherent unpredictability of an object that can act or think on its own. Keter class are anomalies that are exceedingly difficult to contain consistently or reliably. Which is what we're talking about now with 682, right. the unkillable reptile. Um, because uh, containment procedures often being extensive and complex. Uh, the Foundation often can't contain these SCPs well due to not having a solid understanding of the anomaly or lacking the technology to properly contain the, the uh, or counter. A Keter SCP does not mean that the SCP is dangerous, just that it is simply very difficult or costly to contain. So I think that if it's difficult to contain and not sapient, it's Keter. If it is sapient and difficult to contain, it's Euclid. 
they're also a little bit broad too. Yeah. So it could it could go so either way. Pete could really be See, either one of those. I've I've pictured Pete as working with the foundation a lot of times. Occasionally, though. I picture him as sort of a to to pull another Doctor Who reference. Um but it's also a trope of like, you know, like the prisoner that just gets out when they fucking want. Baki yeah. does it a lot. Sure. Where that is what Pete is, where he's just like he just can do what like, the fuck go. he wants, but like sometimes he hangs out there. True. Like it's so you know what we can do actually is we, we can write two separate files, one for when he is like literally Daniel, and one. You remember for the when janitor that's just the janitor for the foundation? We mm. talked about it. Yeah, the finish. Where he's well, just yeah, the guy. but that's that's in control. Right, okay, right. But I'm saying that that's Which control control is effectively an SCP so game. That's but, gotta be something like that has to be on the thing. It's gotta be. Yeah, maybe. But so, but Pete is basically like if that guy exists in the SCP world, sometimes that guy is Pete. Yeah, like just sometimes. Yeah. So personnel are forbidden. Like to... he's just hanging out by the water cooler, and it's just Pete, and he's just like chilling and just yeah. talking about stuff. Oh, dude, it's gonna be such a fun SCP entry. We gotta get it accepted. Hell ASAP. yeah, dude. Personnel are forbidden to speak to SCP-682 for fear of provoking a rage state. Which, mind you, the the image of this is effectively just like imagine if you went to that AI generator. You know how you've seen AI generated images? Yeah. Imagine if you had one of those and somebody typed in uh, dying alligator crocodile monster. That That's what this is, but it can speak. Okay. This is the unkillable lizards. Don't yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. six eight two. All unauthorized personnel attempting to communicate with SCP six eight two will be restrained and removed by force. Due to its frequent attempts at containment breach, difficulty of containment and incapacitation, and high threat of Foundation exposure, SCP six eight two will is to be contained in sight redacted the foundation will use the best of its resources to maintain all land within 50 kilometers clear of human development you're not even allowed to know what site it's kept in that's how dangerous it is so the description of scp-682 is a large vaguely reptile-like creature of unknown origin it appears to be extremely intelligent and was observed to engage in complex communication with scp-079 during their limited time of exposure uh scp-079 is like an ancient supercomputer okay <laughs> cool yeah <laughs> that's all you need to know <laughs> scp-682 appears to have a hatred of all life which has been expressed in several interviews during containment see addendum 682-b yeah there's addendums to all of these we're not deep diving the the files that we're talking about today you we're just should, going into well, yes we aren't right yeah. now because so, they, they get weird and like weird. hard to read in an audio medium. It's, yeah. yeah. So SCP-682 has always been observed to have extremely high strength, speed, and reflexes, though exact levels vary with its form. SCP-682's physical body grows and changes very quickly, growing or decreasing in size as it consumes or sheds material. It's like a miniature Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. It, it, is, it is quadrupedal, though, I believe. SCP-682 has sometimes been... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, quadrupedal. It's you said the thing about how uh, it hates all life. Yeah, this is the basically. supercomputer or the no? This lizard. is still the lizard. Okay. The lizard. Yeah. Um. It, I realized that it had intelligent conversation with the supercomputer because the supercomputer is not life. True. Yeah. yeah. I I just made that connection and I read this um, and I read the file on the supercomputer before. 
SCP-682, I read that, uh, SCP-682 gains energy from anything it ingests, organic or inorganic. Digestion seems to be aided by a set of filtering gills inside of SCP-682's nostrils, which are able to remove usable matter from any liquid solution, enabling it to constantly regenerate from the acid it is contained in. SCP-682's regenerative capabilities and resilience are staggering, and SCP-682 has been seen moving and speaking with its body 87% destroyed or rotted. In case of containment breach, SCP-682 is to be tracked and recaptured by all available mobile task forces, and no team with fewer than seven members are cleared to engage it. To date, redacted, attempted breaches have numbered at 17 while successful breaches have numbered at six see addendum 682-b if you're itching to hear more about scp-682 and its numerous containment breaches as well as communications with staff we'll provide a link in the description where you can read the addendums to its file and scp-682 is also often used in experiments with other scps too so like there's one that i can't remember her designation number but her nickname is not good enough because she can almost do anything that you tell her to do she's a she's a small uh asian american girl Mm -hmm. like 15 or so that can again almost do anything that you tell her to do like they asked her to kill a man and gave her a knife and she stabbed him to death and then resuscitated him like like in a in a trance they put a piece of paper on a table and told her to uh turn it either blue or red and she touched it and turned it purple and they brought in 682 and told her to kill it until it was 200 percent dead and that didn't work either (laughs) of course it didn't um, but the following kill is it a f- until it's 200. <laughs> kill it twice. <laughs> yeah, <Right>? exactly. <laughs> so while many of the foundation files uh, contain information on creatures beyond our comprehension, some are much more whimsical. Destroy its body. 101% of it. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. The following is a file from the J series of SCP entries, which are mostly written with comedic intent. The J literally stands for joke entry. Yeah. Yes, it does. It's And so these ones actually, you can have some SCPs which do have the same designation. But if dash J is at the end of the number, then it's from uh, kind of a different series of SCPs that were written to be comedy. Mm-hmm. So this is SCP-334-J. Uh, and the citation is uh, scp-wiki.wiki.com slash scp-334-j object class is class is safe special containment procedures due to scp-334-j's unique nature total containment has proven impossible although human access to scp-334-j is to our knowledge only possible to the scp foundation due to our resources nevertheless SCP-334-J is to be patrolled weekly to search for signs of occupation or use by third parties, including any groups of interest such as the Chaos Insurgency or uh, Redacted. Yeah, by the way, there's there's a Chaos Insurgency uh, that that attacks the, the Foundation sometimes. It's there's I'm, There's lore. I'm honestly with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, I love how often the, the entry does not tell you what the fuck you're talking about for like a while. Like, yes, exactly. Like you just read about things that it's done and you're like, how do I visualize this? What is it? Is it a computer? A rock? A man? That's what draws you into these so well. It's that it, it feels like you're reading something that you're not supposed to read. Yes, that's what I mean. It's it's literally like you're finding. It's like okay. It's to like me, found footage. Yes, to me, this the SCP Foundation reading the entries feels like I have found the remains of the SCP Foundation. Yes, and I am now reading through their remaining. Like even though entries are still being added, right? Yes. So it's like in the fiction, it's an ongoing thing. But to me, reading the entries, it feels as though it's post-apocalyptic. I'm finding these entries, and if I find the right one, maybe I'll figure out why the world ended. Yeah. But for Dungeons and Dragons, no, no, no. Like I will do that. Like like a D and D campaign that takes place in the real world where you are an SCP agent. I can do that. I can also, if you'd like. Make you an SCP agent who uh, came into contact with an anomaly that isekai'd you into a fantasy world. Oh fuck! All right, <laughs> uh, because you mentioned I'll Cthulhu, make, I'll make because you're one of my besties. Uh-huh. I will make a very rare exception and let you have a pistol. Sick! <laughs> because you mentioned Cthulhu, I have to bring this up. Cthulhu is an SCP. I figured, obviously. And literally everything is. <laughs> but C- Cthulhu's, yes. Uh, literally everything is, yes. There are 7,000 entries. It's like The Simpsons. It's been done in yeah. the SCP yes. universe. Um, but Cthulhu's not like he's depicted in Lovecraftian novels. Right. You know, he is... Uh, he's just kind of... He's about the size of a dude. And uh, he keeps... What is this? Cthulhu. Cthulhu. As an SCP. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is just a dude-sized thing? Yeah, well, he, he looks... As Cthulhu is usually described, you know, with tentacles and stuff. Um, but he's he's only about the size of a human. And uh, the big containment problem with Cthulhu is that there are so many people who start cults around him mm-hmm. that they literally cannot keep people from trying to break into his chamber literally 24-7. And Cthulhu <laughs> willingly brought himself to the foundation and was like, please like, keep, I need a vacation. keep me in here away from them, is <laughs> essentially great. what his SCP is. Like, I was is. sleeping, and these fuckers woke me up way too early. Yeah, they, they, give, <laughs> they give the names of like four or five different cults, yeah. which have breached foundation security in mm-hmm. order to try and be with Cthulhu. <laughs> All right, so description of SCP-334-J is an extra-dimensional pocket of space, although it is consistent with terrestrial physical laws. SCP-334-J is interesting in that it appears to have a low separation threshold from or a weak boundary with other planes of existence, including ours, and the equivalent of a negatively pressured atmosphere resulting in numerous small invisible gaps in our dimension leading to SCP-334-J. So, so 334-J is... So it's an extra-dimensional storage space. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I I can't say it any better. You nailed it. Yeah. So for reasons... And that's why only the Foundation can... Yes, because of their resources, they are able to access the pocket dimension. Oh, my God. 
for reasons. So, even the jokes are so well <laughs> yes. thought out, dude. Yes, dude. Some of them, like I was reading it, and I'm like, this isn't even funny, and I had to go back through and be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for reasons yet unknown, these gaps tend to materialize indoors, most commonly. In That's why I love SCP so much, is because even the jokes are dry. Yes. Like, like, I love, I fucking love dry humor. Yes. So, most commonly in domestic bedrooms and laundry rooms. Now, the negative pressure results in items being drawn into SCP-334-J, which, for unknown reasons, are always articles of clothing and most commonly socks or leggings. It has been theorized that over 80- So, it's an extra-dimensional storage space and also where your left sock goes. Yes. Right. That is exactly <laughs> what it is. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I'm waiting so long for you to get to this part because, yes, it is the sock dimension. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> so it has been theorized that over 80% of civilian households have these small entrances to SCP-334-J, although incidents are thankfully uncommon. Now, SCP, do I have to keep reading SCP? Can I just say 3D, 3D4-J? You, you just yeah, say 3 d 4 Yeah. Three. G- generally, I would like to say that you should read it verbatim because the, the wiki is But reading very... it out loud does get tedious. Yes. Like, yeah. Feel it. 334-J's existence was entirely theoretical up until uh, redacted when the foundation decided to investigate. SCP redacted was recruited and agreed to use his abilities to locate 334-J. It's Pete! That was Pete. <laughs> he fits in the fucking lore so, so cleanly. Often. There's so many redacted points where that's yeah, what you I'm could just saying. Fill Pete in. is okay. You see what I'm going for? <laughs> yes. God, so, I, I I needed us to get to here because there was no way I was ever going to be able to explain what the fuck I was talking about. Pete manifested himself into existence when three podcast hosts made a joke about a PCP <laughs> addicted. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, addendum: those with level security, level two security clearance, should see document three three four J four two. Document number three three four J four two from the personal log of Doctor Redacted. Notes from three three four J's exploration. Redacted. We have secured the help of SCP Redacted to allow us access to the dimensional gap, and have decided to enter through a portal under my bed. I can only guess what we will find inside. Under your bed? Yeah. Okay, wait. Because I am currently... No, you're going to fucking love this. Because I am currently rereading a series with my friend John. I think you guys have met him. Tall. He's very tall. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you call him call, Tall John. Tall John, yeah. Tall John. Because mm-hmm. we, we used to have... A, I hope other John doesn't really read this, but do you remember that time a guy sort of walked up and we just had like a conversation with him for a few minutes? Yeah. That's... John Brown, and he's other John. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily. Uh, uh, I get it. Our our group had some issues with play style. Gotcha. And so we we had to come up with a designation because they were in the same group, and it was really hard to be like John, also John. <laughs> so it was you know John. It was Tall John and other John because we knew Tall John first. Okay. Anyway. Uh, what, what say the thing you said again? I'm sorry. Have decided. Oh, right. I'm reading a book. Sorry, I'm rereading this series with my friend Tall John, who uh, it's called. It's the Night Lord series by Garen Whited. It's very, it's fascinating. The magic and sci-fi in it is great. There's a world hopping. It's basically, um, vampire Doctor Who, but the time travel doesn't happen till way later. Gotcha. Okay. So, and it's very restricted time travel. It's fine. He's Vampire Doctor Who. He's a super magic wizard, the most powerful vampire. It's, you know, that power fantasy. 
It's like an ultimate power corrupts absolutely whatever. Sure. But in the the series, he goes to this fantasy world and he gets stuck there for a while. It's called Rethven. It's where I've built one of my campaign worlds on this world because it is so interesting. And in Rethven, he establishes a kingdom and eventually people start like worshiping him because he's like immortal because he's a vampire. Right. And he starts like going to help people who are like praying for his help. Uh-huh. And he eventually comes across these like three kids huddled in a bed, terrified out of their fucking mind. And they're like, there's a monster under the bed. And he fucking goes under the bed and there's a pocket dimension with a goddamn monster under the bed. Nice. But the monster is very nice. And he names him Fred. <laughs> Sick. So my assistants, SCP Redacted and I, have arrived in a massive white room, windowless and otherwise featureless except the rectangular hole we have arrived in. But the sock piles. The hills of socks. Fred collects things that fall under the bed. Yeah. It's literally this SCP. The hills hills of socks of every color and style known to mankind. They go on for miles. A quick, unofficial examination of one pile reveals athletic socks, children's socks, Lacy lady tights, hiking socks, some freshly laundered, some caked in dirt, even the occasional lonely undergarment. Despite the rather rank odor, we have de- uh, decided if to explore further. they're coming from the dryer, they're not going to be rank. It's actually going to be a pretty fresh laundry scent. Unless there's some uh, dirties disappearing. Yeah, there's. So- mm. I feel like there's more dirty laundry in a laundry room than clean laundry. You guys are using laundry rooms very different than me. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, my, I, don't, I don't have a laundry room. Yeah. My secretary is I've taking notes. I've got obsessive notes. tendencies, though, so. My secretary is taking notes on the apparent depth and height of the piles. This is truly a remarkable location. The piles become nearly mountainous in their scale, and every so often one lonely foot-shaped cloth will flutter down from the ceiling like a single snowflake. You guys ever seen Inside? The Bo Burnham Inside? No, no, no. The fucking Pixar movie. Uh, No. No. <sighs> real good you should watch it but anyway there's a in they go into her psyche or whatever and there's memories are the balls right okay i know yeah, the plot yeah, yeah, yeah. okay in her psyche i'm just imagining a similar thing because in her psyche there's like the dead memory zone like the you, you know yeah. your brain sheds information uh-huh. there's that zone and it's all just instead of a glowing ball it's just all like you know like a light bulb that went out yeah um and in a very sad moment, way sadder than I thought it was going to be. Her fucking imaginary friend from her childhood dies. Oh, God. In this area. Like, he disappears. And it's fucking devastating. But the scene is of, like, this area of infinite space, infinite blackness that just has mountainous piles of shit just as far as the eye can see. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Okay. The contents of the piles are generally ex- generally ordinary, although we have come upon several anomalies, including redacted, apparently meant for a being several hundred feet tall. SCP redacted. It was a cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> SCP redacted has become rather anxious, saying that he has seen movement among the lower hills. Belief confirmed with my secretary, both were unable to describe further. At their request, I have decided to return to our point of origin. Most unfortunately, my secretary, Mrs. Redacted, who has been long-suffering through several years... It's Carly. Years of- <laughs> 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 Carly, you're an SCP now. 
has been consumed by the newly discovered denizens in this area. Well, never mind. She was behind SCP Redacted, and I and I when we heard a terrible scream and turned around to see her being pulled by the head of in, into a whirling charybdis of wool and cotton. Her nylon stockings were flung off of her in the process and promptly grabbed by two fibrous tentacles and pulled into the whirlpool. Her bleached bones were deposited from a nearby pile, and Jeffy and I rapidly made the unanimous decision to exit the area. Uh, yeah. Carly, you're not an SCP. I'm sorry. You died. She gave us the <laughs> rights to her death, remember? Yeah. Did she? Yeah, yeah, she did. She said if she ever died horribly that we had story rights. Oh, fuck. Yep. We're coming for you, Carly. No. <laughs> we need a good episode. We're not going to do... No. Oh, yes. Mm-mm. Well, given... <laughs> While given that said piles appear to be shifting on us and that this is the most recent of several close calls, we can only hope that they do not continue to react with hostility. In retrospect, this could have been a bad idea. No way. <laughs> it's So even in this SCP-J yeah, article... It's fun because it's we know none be- of this exists. Right. right. It still becomes horror. Right. Even, even though this is the joke comedy part of the wiki. Right. It's like, this is the sock dimension. Also, it'll eat you. Yeah. <laughs> So following redacted, further exploration of 334-J is not allowed without O5 permission. Pending reclassification to Euclid. Further study on the recorded anomalies, potential sock bores, life forms evolved within the dimension is ongoing at this time. So you said without O5 permission? Right. O5 council is that highest echelon gotcha. that we talked about before. The, it, it, the O stands for overseer. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll end today's episode with a personal favorite of Josh's. Depending on how much time we have left, maybe we'll do one more. How long are we at? We're at 46 and a half minutes. Oh, for sure. We, we got time for one more. Yeah, yeah. We'll end today. Today's episode. Oh, yeah, I read that. We're literally so. going to build Pete now because we have time. <laughs> SCP 005. No, I have one more I definitely want to do. Oh, no. I mean, we got time, though. Yeah, yeah. Object class Keter. Special containment procedures. Object is kept within a 5 by 5 by 2.5 meter square room constructed of cement uh, 50 centimeters thick with a Faraday cage surrounding the cement walls. Access is via heavy containment door measuring 2 by 2.5 meters constructed on bearings to ensure door closes and locks automatically unless held open deliberately. Is this a J entry? I didn't no. hear. No. Okay. No, this is an official entry. Security guards are not to be posted outside SCP-005's room. It is further advised that all personnel maintaining or, or studying other SCP objects in the vicinity try to maintain a distance of at least 50 meters from the geometric center of the room as long as this is a reasonable practice. As long as this is reasonably practiced, sorry. So description, SCP-005 is a self-keeping secret or anti-meme. Information about SCP-005's physical appearance as well as its nature, behavior, and origins is self-classifying. To clarify... How site nineteen? Or how what? how would you clarify that? <laughs> I, it's deep. Wait, it's basically it can't be anything that you think it is. It can't be known. It literally can't be known. It is the self keeping secret. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So how site nineteen? Or how work? the fuck did they get it in a Faraday cage? Is what nobody, I knows. nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's so good. Ah <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I'm just now realizing the implications. Yes. 
So how Site-19 originally acquired SCP-005 is unknown. <laughs> when SCP-005 was obtained and by whom is unknown. SCP-005's physical appearance is unknown. It is not indescribable or invisible. Individuals are perfectly capable of entering SCP-005's container and observing it, taking mental or written notes, making sketches, taking photographs, and even making audio or video recordings. An extensive log of photo uh, such observations is on file. However, information about SCP-055's physical appearance leaks out of a human mind soon after such an observation. It literally redacts itself from your memory. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. I <laughs> love that. Individuals, it's one of my favorites. It's the silence from Doctor Who also, except in, not dangerous, apparently. Individuals tasked with describing SCP-055 afterwards find their minds wandering and lose interest in their task. Individuals tasked with sketching a copy or, or of, of a photograph of SCP-055 are unable to remember what the photograph looks like, as are researchers overseeing these tests. Security personnel who have observed SCP-055 via closed-circuit television cameras emerge after a full shift exhausted and effectively amnesiac about the events of the previous hours. Who authorized the construction of SCP-055's containment room, why it was constructed in this way, or what the purpose of the described containment procedures may be are all unknown. Despite SCP-055's container being easily accessible, all personnel at Site-19 claim no knowledge of SCP-055's existence when challenged. All of these facts are periodically rediscovered. Usually by chance readers of this usually by chance readers of this file, causing a great deal of alarm. The state of concern lasts minutes at most before the matter is simply forgotten about. Which is ironic because this is one of the most unforgettable SCPs. <laughs> yeah. Head cannon? Head cannon, it pulled a Cthulhu. <laughs> right. It, it literally was like it came in and stayed in the awareness of people just long enough to get a fucking cage built for it, and then it redacted itself again <laughs> yeah this one i believe is also one of the ones that is uh classified as being able to potentially cause what they call a k-class scenario which is end of the world or end of existence because they don't know if it can <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh we don't know what's we know that it exists it period done that's it <laughs> And sometimes, we, and actually, we don't even really know that unless we're reading this thing specifically. Yeah. Right. So a great deal of scientific data has been recorded from SCP-055, but cannot be studied. At least one attempt has been made to destroy SCP-055 or possibly move it from containment at Site-19 to another site, meeting failures for reasons unknown. You, <laughs> uh, I know why. You're you just not allowed to know remember. anything about it. It won't let you know anything about it. So it might not even be letting or not letting. It might just be unable to be known. Yeah. <laughs> like So SCP-055 may present a major physical threat and indeed may have killed many hundreds of personnel and we would not know it. Certainly its presence uh it presents a gigantic mimetic/mental threat hence its Keter classification. So document number 055-1, an analysis of SCP-055. The author puts forward the, uh, this, the hypothesis of SCP-055 was never formally acquired by Redacted and is in fact an autonomous or remotely controlled agent inserted at Site-19 by an unidentified, unidentified third party for one or all of the following purposes. 
to silently observe or interfere with activities at Site-19, to silently observe or interfere with activities at other SCP locations, to silently observe or interfere with activities of humanity worldwide, to silently observe or interfere with other SCP objects, to silently observe or interfere with redacted. No action to counter any of these potential threats is suggested or indeed theoretically possible. This is like that X-Man that you can't remember, but Professor X remembers him because he uses his mental thing to like set an alarm to remind him. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So addendum, addendum a, uh, Hey, if this thing really is an anti-meme, why doesn't the fact that it's an anti-meme get wiped? We must be wrong about that somehow. Wait a minute. What if we were to keep notes about what it isn't? Would we remember those? Bartholomew Hughes, NSA. Document number 055-2, report of Dr. John Marachek. Survey team number 19-055-127BXE was successfully able to enter SCP-055's container and ascertain the appearance and, to some degree, the nature of the object. Notes were taken according to the project methodology, see redacted, after which the container was sealed again. Excerpt from a transcript of personal debriefing follows. Okay, I'm going to need to ask you some questions about number 55 now. Number what? SCP Object 55, the object you just examined. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think we have a 55. Okay, then, redacted. I'd like you to tell me what you've been doing for the past two hours. What? I. Subject appears uncomfortable. I don't know. Okay, then. Do you then do you remember that we all agreed that it wasn't spherical? That what wasn't? Oh, right. Yeah, it isn't round at all. Uh, object 55 isn't round. So you remember it now? Well, no. I mean, I I don't know what it is, but I know there is that there is one and something you can't it's something you can't remember and it's not a sphere. Wait a minute. What's not a sphere? Object 55. Object what? Doc, do you remember agreeing that something wasn't shaped like a sphere? Oh, right. Now it appears to be possible what SCP-055 is not negations of fact. Uh, and to repeatedly deduce its existence from these memories. Personnel involved in survey number 19-055. Literally, it sounds like it's a secret that only one person can remember at a time. I don't know. It's impossible to know, (laughs) but it's what it sounds like. So uh, they reported moderate levels of disorientation and psychological trauma associated with cycles of repeated memory and forgetfulness of SCP-055. Would totally drive a person insane. However, no long-term behavioral or health problems were observed, and psychic assessments of survey personnel showed consistent reports of this distress fading over time. Recommendations. It may be worthwhile to post at least one staff member capable can of... Can re- confirm that if you can't remember that you can't remember something, it causes zero stress. Yeah. Yeah. So it, <laughs> it may be worthwhile to post at least one staff member capable of remembering the existence of SCP-055 to each critical site. And that takes us out of the script. Except we totally have time for one more, and I want to do it because it's a pun. Hmm. The whole thing is a pun, and I want us to read it and see how long it takes for you guys to get to the point where you know what the pun is. Mm-hmm, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Tell us the number. Uh, here, yeah. Let me let me look it up. Will you pull up the the SCP wiki? What is it? SCP.wiki.com? If you, if you just Google SCP wiki, it'll come okay. up. Hot Google action. 
The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge? Yeah. Yeah. It is SCP-002. Okay. Was this a poop joke? No. Okay. No, it's much better than that. All right. And also, while you pull that up, I want to get straight to the burning question on everybody's mind. It's herpes. What is SCP-001? There are several, and it is believed that they are all simply to throw you off of the scent of what the real SCP-001 is. They are all Spartacus? (laughs) (laughs) In real life, they did a contest, I think, or they considered doing a contest to see what SCP-001 should be. But, uh, like, it's it's too big. Yeah. in the lore yeah. to give that to one person. So there's like at least 10, I want to say, that are SCP-001 candidates. Mm-hmm. But they are described that way as candidates and never clarified. Nice. Yeah. This one, however, is officially SCP-002. I do love the fact that, and I'm just, and I'm not even putting anything on the person who wrote SCP-055. Uh-huh. But that is probably the easiest way to not have to come up with anything. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Literally someone's like I'm going to I'm going to create an SCP. What's it going to be? I don't care. It's don't so know. brilliant. <laughs> it's so brilliant. All right. So SCP-002 is a Euclid. Uh it is to remain connected to a suitable power supply at all times. To keep in it what appears to be a rechanging mode or recharging mode. In case of electrical outage, the emergency barrier between this object and the facility is to be closed and the immediate area evacuated. And again, I love this. We've already learned so much about it and we don't know what it is Mm -hmm. at all. We do know that it's an object. Mm -hmm. Right. So once facility power is reestablished, alternating bursts of X-ray and ultraviolet light must strobe the area until SCP-002 is reaffixed to the power supply and returned to recharging mode. Containment area is to be kept at negative air pressure at all times. Teams including a minimum of two members are required within 20 meters of SCP-002 or its containment center or area. Sorry. <clears throat> Personnel should maintain physical contact with one another at all times to confirm, sorry, uh, to confirm that there is another person present as perception may be dulled, skewed, or influenced by proximity to the object. No personnel below level three are permitted within SCP-002. The requirement may be, this requirement may be waived via written authorization from two off-site level four administrators. Command staff issued such a waiver must... Is this a redundancy SCP? Must be escorted by at least five level three security personnel for the duration of their contact and must temporarily surrender their rank and security clearance. Remember, this is all for a pun. Following contact, command staff will be escorted at least five kilometers from SCP-002 to undergo a 72-hour quarantine and psychological evaluation. If deemed fit to return for return to duty by psych staff, rank and security clearance may be restored when quarantine expires. The description of SCP-002 resembles a tumorous, fleshy growth with a volume of roughly 60 cubic meters. An iron valve hatch on one side leads to its interior 
which appears to be a standard low-rent apartment or mod of modest size. One wall of the room possesses a single window, though no such opening is visible from the exterior. The room contains furniture, which, upon closer examination, appears to be sculpted bone, I woven hair. I feel like we've talked about this before. Is this the one that turns you into the furniture? Keep reading. And various other biological substances produced by the human body. All matter tested thus far show independent or fragmented DNA sequences for each object of the room. Refer to the Mulhazen report or Hausen report cross-reference document 00.023.0603 for details related to objects discovery. To date, subject has been responsible for the disappearance of seven personnel. It has also, in its time at the facility, further furnished itself with two lamps, a throw rug, a television, a radio, a beanbag chair, three books in an unknown language, four children's toys, and a small potted plant. Tests with the variety of lab animals, including higher primates, have failed to provoke a response in SCP-002. Cadavers, are, uh, as well, fail to produce any effect. Whatever processes the subject uses to convert organic matter into furnishings is apparently only facilitated by the introduction of living humans. Uh, this is part of the Mulhausen report. The following is a brief report detailing discovery of SCP-002. Subject was discovered in a small crater in northern Portugal where it struck the Earth from orbit. Encased in a shell of thick rock, the fleshy exterior of the object was exposed by the impact. A native farmer happened upon the site and reported his findings to the village elder. Subject gained SCP attention when a level 4 agent posted in the area detected a small radioactive anomaly generated by the object. A collection squad of SCP security personnel led by General Mulhausen was immediately dispatched in the area with that, where they quickly secured the object in a large container and performed initial testing with subjects recruited from the nearby village. Three men individually sent into the structure subsequently disappeared. Upon discovering this deadly property, property of the subject, General Mulhausen issued a level 4A termination order of any witness, roughly one-third of the village, to ensure no outside knowledge of the object was initiated or and initiated its transport to SCP facility redacted. Yeah, by the way, the foundation is fucking brutal. Mm -hmm. Like, they have wiped whole villages off the map because they saw some shit that they weren't supposed to see. Also, the entire state of Massachusetts is an SCP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that one's gotta be because Massachusetts contains SCPs somehow, and nobody knows how. No, it's just the entire state of Massachusetts. The actual land of Massachusetts? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the entire state, it, it's an SCP. So during preparation for transport, four SCP security personnel were inexplicably- Florida. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, that, that's what I think makes it so much funnier that it is Massachusetts, is that it totally should be Florida or like Wyoming or something. Oh, shit. But no, it's Massachusetts, oh. the last state that you would think of. So, during preparation for transport, four SCP security personnel were inexplicably, inexplicably drawn inside the object, where they, too, immediately disappeared. Following inspection, it appeared as if an object, the object had grown several new furnishings, and it was beginning to look like an interior of an apartment room. General Mulhausen immediately ordered the requisition of several Class Three hazmat suits uh, for the remaining security team members who proceeded to lift the container into a waiting freight, sh uh, freight ship for transport to the SCP containment facility. Following the termination of General Mulhausen, SCP-002 was re rest, uh, 
re-secured by the SCP staff and brought into special containment in classified where it currently resides. Staff with clearance below level three have been denied access to SCP-002 container without prior approval or at least two level four staff after the Mulhausen incident. Have we figured out the pun? The living room. It's the living room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) it's a living room. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Wackity schmackity do. I want to point out, notice how little we deviated from the subject matter today. Yeah, true. How quickly we got through it. It's And I was afraid of that. That's why I had a backup prepared. Right. So we could do four if need be. It's because this shit is so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. We literally cannot go on tangents Wait. about it. So are you saying that all the other shit that we've done stories about aren't cool because we go on it tangents? It doesn't hit the same parts of my brain, Don. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also, I don't have to tell people this isn't real. They know it's not. Right. Yeah. That's big part of it, too, is I kind of figured that was going to be a thing, is that we wouldn't go on long tangents about how, no, it's not a real thing. Because it's it's built into the lore that you know we know it's not a real thing. That that's it. That's the story. Morning yeah. glory. And please, 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 please. These are just like we we've talked about four out of seven thousand, and almost <laughs> all of them are just as well written as these. They're just as cool and interesting. And I want to point out this. My original plan for the script was I wanted to do. An SCP that was quintessential. You hear about it all the time in SCP lore. And for that, I picked the unkillable reptile. Right. It's almost almost anyone who's done any amount of deep diving into mm-hmm. SCP stuff, mm-hmm. it, they've heard about the unkillable reptile. And uh, to, to the extent where when I see a video, because I've watched a lot of videos about the Foundation, and it mentions the the unkillable reptile... I'm like, ah, oh, this is fucking amateur shit. I've I've heard of it. I don't want to listen to it again. And then for the middle one, I wanted to do uh, a joke, a joke one that's more lighthearted. And then because I wanted to go through like the stages of SCPs to give a whole bigger picture of what they can be. And for the third one, I wanted to do an Apollyon SCP, a world-ending K-class scenario causing massive SCP. Mm-hmm. I read through five or six different files on Apollyon class SCPs. Literally all of these files are so complex that they could not pass in an audio medium at, at all. Hey, we missed it. What do we miss? Posting closes on the first of this month. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. All right, well... Pete's going to be SCP-7XXX. Yeah. Um, so I, w- I wanted to do that Apollyon class SCP for the third one. Although we will know and, the results on the 29th, so we'll let you guys know what's up. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but I, c- I couldn't fit any of them. I even like I read through them. I'm like, is there a way that I can retell this? Because that's also allowed by um, their non-copyright, right. basically. Um, but even they're organized in such a way where it's like one of them is just, uh, a door. If you're reading the lowest security clearance, 
mm-hmm. in, entry for it. But then if you read the next security clearance, there's a revision to a big part of that where big sections of it are crossed out and replaced with more information that you're only allowed to know if you're higher security. And then you run all the way up the five levels of security until you're reading uh, one that is only permitted to the O5 council where you find out that um, back in like the time of the Sumerians, they summoned an elder god, and now it exists on the other side of this wooden door, which is kept in one of the foundation sites, and it has to have like regular sacrifices of D-class personnel made to it, and that they don't know how they managed to summon this elder god. But if it's not appeased, then it will cause a K-class scenario and end the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I could not find that out until I read through the same article revised that- five times and could not figure out a way to tell that in such a way that you last. would no no, 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 no because no, there were you... big sections of it that were crossed out oh. and changed and it it didn't levels hit of obfuscation the... and it's 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 a storytelling like it's feeding you bits of information but it's like a storytelling tactic it's like you know this oh what you thought you knew was not right and here's what's the new right and yeah. then so on and so it's forth it's the oh, kind shit. of thing that you can only get from reading it yourself in yeah. the context and there are many many scps that i wanted to talk about today that i could not find a way to make passable in an audio medium so if you've enjoyed hearing the stories today please 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 go to the the scp wiki it is it, it just google scp wiki it will come up you can find the ones that we've talked about today it should be links in the description like i said because you're gonna give me all this new work you asshole it is four copy and pastes that's a lot no it isn't i i copied and pasted these whole stories don <laughs> <laughs> but there are many of them that are even more interesting than the ones that we've talked about today but don't work Josh, in do an you audio know what we should do is you and I should work on SCP Pete's designation, classification, whatever. Uh-huh. Get him approved, and as soon as he's approved, we should do a midweek episode that's just us reading his fucking files. Yes. Well, what I'm what I want to do is if we can get him approved fast enough, um, later on the on the midweek, like for the next midweek that people will hear after this episode, uh, I'd like to do just a few more of these because. They're so much fun. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll do a few more dash J's. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're gonna. Oh, we for have sure. to. So that's that's it. If you like what we do and you would like to support us, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash two towns over. You gotta put it in the URL because yeah. yeah, yeah. we're explicit. We are and super explicit. They won't let you search us on their website nope. for some reason. Um we have a Teespring store. It'll be yeah. in the description. That's that will be in the description. There's because, gonna be a lot of links in the description too. Yes, be a lot of links. Um, always follow us, like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com/ttopod. Um, if you can give us ratings, uh, if your yeah, whatever pod, platform, whatever platform you listen to allows ratings, give us a rating. It helps with the algorithm. Most importantly, share us around. Yes, yes that is the around. most important thing right now. I would literally rather you share us with more people than subscribe to our Patreon right now. Like yeah. ex- exposure is literally as valuable to us as money right now because that exposure is going to turn into money later. And we want to do it full time. We want even better scripts. But speaking of money, uh, in the next week or two, we are going to be introducing a new tier 
in our Patreon, uh, $15 tier. And with that, you will get a two towns over keychain. Yep. So uh, those are some things to keep uh, in mind. That'll be in a week or two. Yeah, that'll be coming up. If you're if you're a patron, we'll definitely keep you posted on the Discord. I know there's quite a few of you guys that are active in there now, which is super cool. Yeah. I love popping into the Discord and just seeing you guys having conversations. Mm-hmm. And just, that's that's really, really cool to me. Yeah. I love seeing you people talk about what your favorite episodes are. Yeah, uh, that is I, like I have not felt more satisfied with any kind of work that I've ever done than seeing people in the Discord talk about what their favorite episodes were. Like, yeah. that, that was such a cool experience. You, unfortunately, you'll have to send me the Discord link again because I let it expire, but <laughs> I got to get on there. I, <laughs> I really got to get on there. Um, is there anything else? We got we to shout out the plant babies. Yep. Shouts out to the plant babies and their moms. Yeah. And shouts out to the street team. We are getting those yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah. Thank um, you, guys. Y'all, Some of y'all have been doing some good fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> I got to yeah, tell yeah. you. And um, I believe also that- somebody wanted. Okay, I gotta admonish you. Whoever did this on the on the Facebook, somebody wanted us to make a deal with Lou Cipher. Yeah, and somebody asked who that was instead of just saying that sounds like an upstanding gentleman. <laughs> that was me. How dare you? I don't know who Lou Cipher is. Then don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how engagement works. <laughs> you gotta wait for what you gotta. You know it's a pun. You gotta wait for one of us for the pun. That was an opportunity to engage with a fan, and we wasted it. We didn't waste it. We continued responding, and it ended up that he was wanting to know we were going to do an episode about making a deal with the devil. Which, if you're listening to this episode now, you know that on the 14th or the yeah no the 21st of August we released the Robert Johnson and the Crossroads Devil. Uh, episode. So he yeah. was he was ahead of his time. Great minds think alike. I was half asleep when I saw Lou Cipher pop up, and I was and now Lou? I yeah <laughs> like who the fuck is Lou Cipher? I don't I don't know uh, who is that. You tell me who that is. And he said the devil. And I said if it, if there's an audible, you know, uh, advertising contract in it, certainly. <laughs> we got to shout out patrons. Uh, we don't have any new patrons, so we'll just set out the ones that are on this list at the moment. We got Lex B. Better, Pirate King Luffy, Ogaday Khan, Luis Navidad, Beth Lawrence, Pat Zabrowski, Amy Rennie, Jordan Whitley, Aaron Rodgers, and Gina Arnold. Yeah, she'll, she'll, she'll be back. Okay. She just had to renew her card. Right. Got, it's Aaron Rutledge, oh, though. Aaron Rutledge, sorry. What did you say? I, I didn't, didn't say I don't even remember. I didn't. I, I didn't. I saw Jordan Whitley and I realized I passed Gina Arnold. Oh. Anyway, so I backed up. Shouts out to our patrons. Uh, yes. ex- extra shout out for uh, Lex Be Better. Lex Be Best because she messaged us on Facebook to talk to me about Unwind, which is like my favorite book series from when I was in high school. And I love it so much. And she's like the only other person who's ever read it. And Lex Be Best. Speaking and, of the Audible, yeah. Audible trial that whatever. TTO pod. Audible trial dot TTO pod. Yeah, have we had any hits on that yet? I, I have checked. no idea. I, I haven't even. I can't figure yeah, out how to check it out. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I go get a free Audible. Yeah, it's what whatever the case. I don't even care if we get anything out of it. Fucking Listen, get this Audible week, for free. This week, my recommendation is to go start the Night Lord series. It's the uh, Night Lord Sunset is the first book. It's a strange book series because it's fascinating and I love the book series. I think so, the, someone specifically hit us up to say that they liked your recommendations too. The main character is I don't like him. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I've read these books a, a lot of times, and I love the books, and I'm going to keep buying them. But, like, it's just so weird that I love the books so much, and the main character just grinds my fucking gears, and I just want somebody to just experience that. It's an interesting <laughs> and valuable experience. And he's, he's like a daywalker. It's like an OP. It's like One Punch Man, but for vampires. Go oh, do cool. that. So one suck man. All right. So on I that d- note. No, it's uh-huh. one vacuum up the blood by psychic magic man. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, fucking rad, actually. And on that note, uh, we will see you next week for our one year anniversary. So Yes, we will. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Oh, one year anniversary. Fucking, if you've been following us for a long time and you have an, uh, a suggestion for what you want us to do, hit us up within the next couple of days and we might pull some ideas maybe we'll, we're we're, we're kind of working on a special thing so yeah yeah we're trying to do something some special we'll, we may revisit an old story we'd we're, we're working on it we'll figure it yeah. out we've only got a week uh. we'll figure it out it's fine. <laughs> there's three of us that makes at least a, a half a brain yeah yeah <laughs> all right everybody fuck cancer and we will see you next time bye fuck cancer be good to yourselves bye guys bye